Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. My favorite line from a story I read this Tuesday morning came from Andrew Kay's report in the New York Times previewing the Beijing Games. He wrote, quote, call these the logistics games because no Olympics in history have been this hard to put on, get to, or be at, end quote. I think that sums it up pretty well. Meanwhile, our Austin Carr projects that not only is the Winter Olympics poised to attract the smallest average TV viewership on record, but he predicts the total audience for NBC's primetime show will struggle to reach 15 million viewers. That would be over each evening, average each evening. The previous low was 19.8 million for the primetime show, and that came in 2018. So the early line on these Beijing games looks to be pretty soft. The opening ceremony is this Friday. And this is your Morning Buzzcast for Tuesday, February 1st, starting a new month. It's good to be with you. I'm Abe Madcore. I was in Marco Island for the NACTA midwinter meetings over the weekend. It was great to see so many leaders in college sports, but I'll just say they have their work cut out for them going forward. So many issues in the college space. Let's get to today's news because it's a busy Newsday. First, the golf world continues to become more interesting as the Greg Norman-led Live Golf Investments, backed by the Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund, along with the Asian Tour today, unveiled details of the International Series for 2022 and 2023. What makes this important? Well, it features 10 tournaments across Asia and Europe. Remember, in November, Live Golf announced a $200 million investment in the Asian Tour. Well, they increased that number. It is now $300 million. The International Series will debut in Thailand. But the key here to me is that the International Series will not be limited to a particular region. There will be events in Korea, Vietnam, Indonesia, the Middle East, China, Singapore, Hong Kong, and a big eye-opener for me, a stop in England. So many of these stops are familiar to the European tour. So the international series clearly looking to broaden its geographical reach with big paydays for the 10 events. They say that they're going to play them every season over the next 10 years. So this isn't the big announcement that we anticipate from Lib Golf. There will be a bigger announcement going forward, but this is another shot at the PGA Tour and the European Tour. We know, and I'm hearing from sources all across golf, that the PGA Tour is steadfast not to give up any ground to this concept. Another element to watch, this comes just before the start, of this week's controversial Saudi International Golf Tournament that has its strongest field in history with six of the top 20 players in the world competing in Saudi Arabia this week. So Live Golf Investments making another big investment in global golf. 
Let's move on. Two stories on the labor front of note today. First, the National Women's Soccer League and the National Women's Soccer League Players Association agreed to their first ever collective bargaining agreement on Monday night. Now, this is a landmark deal. This is very significant. It includes free agency. It includes higher salaries with annual increases. It includes health benefits and other wellness benefits. It's a five-year deal through 2026, a massive step forward for women's sports and the NWSL, which, as we all know, needs some good news. We've had the NWSL on the Buzzcast a lot over the last few months, and generally it's been around some pretty, uh, I would say, not positive news. This is very positive news. We talk a lot about player compensation. Well, the new CBA raises the minimum salary for players on the NWSL by 60%. The minimum will now be $35,000. There'll be 4% annual increases. There'll be free housing. There'll be transportation. There'll be a 401k matching program. Like I mentioned, health insurance and other benefits. So for comparison, we said the minimum salary will now go to $35,000. In 2021, the minimum salary per player was $22,000. So seeing gains on compensation. Another benefit, there could be revenue sharing here. Players could access revenue sharing, including 10% of broadcast revenues, that's net broadcast revenues, if the league is profitable for the third, fourth, and fifth years of the CBA. So that's a big step forward as well. More details to come after the CBA is fully ratified, but this is, again, a significant deal. It avoids a work stoppage, but it also sends a true signal of partnership and growth in women's sports and the NWSL and something for the league to build on over the next five years of the deal. So very good news for the National Women's Soccer League. On to baseball, where Major League Baseball and the Players Association will meet again today on Tuesday to continue negotiations on reaching a new collective bargaining agreement. The MLBPA is reportedly set to submit their next proposal on core economics. Now, no doubt, these next two to three weeks are very key if the sides want to make a deal before spring training. And most see early March as the deadline to have a deal to allow for opening day. Now, we have seen the schedule of meetings increase as Tuesday's meeting will be the fourth time the two sides have met in nine days. Now, that's a good sign. We just need to see continued momentum in the negotiations. Let's move on to new buildings opening in the sports business. First, Washington, D.C. could be one of the most interesting markets for team-associated sports books in the U.S., First, you have Ted Leonsis, who opened the William Hill Sportsbook at Capital One Arena last year. That has generated very positive buzz. People who have been there love the setting for sports and betting. Now, staying in D.C., the Bet MGM Sportsbook at Nationals Park opened yesterday, and that's the first retail sportsbook at a Major League Baseball ballpark. So what is the Bet MGM Sportsbook at National Park? Well, it's a 4,000 square foot space. It will hold just under 200 people. Now, if you're at a game at Nationals Park, you can't go back and forth between the sportsbook and your seats. You can only access the sportsbook from the public side of the ballpark. But again, we're seeing this trend because this brings in people for food, 
for sports viewership and television watching, but also sports betting. Yes, it will include 40 big screen TVs. And in the past two weeks, we have seen similar projects announced for State Farm Stadium and Highmark Stadium. And you're going to see more and more of these sports books being built around sports facilities because they have become a magnet for visitors and sports fans to mingle, to stick around, to bet, and to spend money. So the Bet MGM Sportsbook at Nationals Park opened yesterday, the first retail sportsbook at a Major League Baseball ballpark. Building opening number two, sports company Playfly Sports, opening a new office just outside Philadelphia in Berwyn, Pennsylvania. It'll serve as the marketing and media company's first true headquarters. It is a three-story, 11,000 square foot space. It has a one-on-one basketball court, a jumbotron, a football turf second floor, a mezzanine level that feels like a sports stadium skybox. Playfly Sports founder Michael Schreiber said he wanted people to feel like they were walking into a stadium when they entered the building. Now, this is a big step for Playfly Sports. We've talked a lot about them on the Buzzcast. They really launched in 2020 out of the acquisition of Outfront Media Sports. They currently have more than 400 staffers spread across 31 states, but at their headquarters in Berwyn, Pennsylvania, they will have between 40 to 60 employees working out of that building when it officially opens in late February. So a big step for Playfly Sports in opening a new company office. Some quick hitters before we end around people. Charlotte FC has sold 60,000 tickets for its inaugural home opener on March 5th. That's inching closer to a sellout of more than 73,000 fans, which would set an MLS record. That would be set for Bank of America Stadium, like I said, on March 5th. Team president Nick Kelly said that the team has sold 20,000 season tickets so far. Also, Formula One announced that all staff, must be fully vaccinated, and that will apply to all drivers, all teams, all media, and all hospitality guests. It is expected that no exemptions to the vaccination will be granted. It seems here they're trying to avoid a situation that the Australian Open had, like with Novak Djokovic as Formula One announcing that all staff fully vaccinated. And we'll end around people. First, U.S. Soccer named longtime MLS executive Mary Beth Towers as its vice president of consumer products. Now, Mary Beth Towers, really well known in that space. This is a big hire for U.S. Soccer. Meanwhile, U.S. Soccer hired Tim Vernon as senior director and head of strategy. Vernon came from the NBA. He had been there for more than four years. His last position at the NBA was director of global strategy and innovation. So U.S. Soccer under Will Wilson and David Wright continuing to add to their staff as they look to continue to build U.S. soccer and add intellectual property and build out its media, marketing, and consumer products division. And finally, DraftKings continues to build up its media offerings and its media division by hiring two experienced executives. First, DraftKings hired Stacey McCollum, who was a longtime ESPN executive, to be its head of programming. It also named former Disney and Universal executive Todd Dubester to be its vice president of media strategy. So the move to hire Stacey McCollum and Todd Dubester comes after DraftKings has bought Vison, that is the gambling network, and signed programming partnerships with Metal Arc Media 
and iHeartMedia. So as DraftKings looks to build out its media and programming offerings, these two can help in both securing live sports rights, building media and content programs, and also in distribution. So DraftKings continues to see itself as a media company in addition to a sports book and hires two major media executives in Stacey McCollum and Todd Dubester. So that is your morning buzzcast for Tuesday, February 1st, the start of a new month. Make it a great month. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope you have a great day. Stay healthy. Please be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.